Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. I hope you had a great week last week. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you hadn't checked that episode out, then do. In last week's episode, I was speaking about becoming a savvy consumer and not a victim of consumerism. And speaking on the topic of being a savvy consumer, today's episode, I'm gonna be sharing some practical ways that you can increase your savings this year. With the cost of living being so high, inflation being crazy right now, it can be quite hard to save. Maybe you've only got a little bit of disposable income left after all of your bills and so it can be a bit of a squeeze to save but I hope that some of these tips and these things I'm going to talk about today are going to help you to increase your savings this year. The first thing I want to kick start with is something that I actually started doing myself sometime last year, I can't remember when, but I have Monzo. I have more than one bank account, but Monzo is one of the bank accounts that I have. And I use that bank account more for my discretionary spending. So me and my husband, when we do our budget, we allocate ourselves a specific amount of money that we have for our own personal things. So we can spend it on going out with our friends, we can spend it on whatever it is we want, and we transfer that money to our Monzo. So it's separated from our joint account And it's our own responsibility to manage that money ourselves. And that really helps because I have that specific amount of money and I just got to manage it. I just got to make it work. But something that I have on my Monzo is different pots. So I have our emergency fund on there. I've got sinking funds, a holiday fund on there. I've also got like a personal development fund. I've got lots of different pots that I save in for different projects. And I like having it separated so I can kind of see how much I have for the projects that I'm working on. But a feature that they have on Monzo, and I've also noticed that my main bank, they also have that too, is a roundup feature. And it is so useful and it is actually so underutilized. What the roundup feature does is that it rounds up your spending. So let's say you went shopping and you bought something for £9.50. It's going to round up that purchase to £10 and that 50p is going to go into the pot of your choice. So what I've done for my roundup is it goes up into a holiday fund. And it start, I started off the fund quite small. It's still quite small, to be honest. But as I was looking through the roundup features, I could see that quite a lot of money was added to that pot simply from just the roundup feature so that's one of the things I definitely recommend if your bank has that feature where you can round up your purchases then maybe trial it for a week or two or even trial it for a month and see how much that roundup feature can actually generate you might find it's an extra one pound two pounds five pounds it may even be a lot more than you expect but all of these things really do add up Let's do the numbers. Let's say you use a roundup feature and each month your roundups add an extra five pounds to your account. If you do that over, let's say 10 months, that's already an extra 50 pounds in your savings account. Now it doesn't sound like a lot, but it definitely is a significant amount of money, especially in these crazy times. So that's one of the things I'd suggest. If the bank that you use has a roundup feature, then definitely utilize that. It's gonna make a huge difference. And you'd actually be surprised, especially if you're someone that you spend a lot using your card, listen, it's gonna make a difference. Small amounts can definitely add up over time. Another practical way you can increase your savings is really utilizing cashback schemes. Of course, utilizing cashback schemes that you are actually intending on making purchases for. Don't just make purchases because you want to get cashback. (laughs) You know, if you are already planning to make a purchase, then utilize cashback schemes. So one of the things that I do is when I'm shopping online and I want to buy something, 
there's a couple of cashback schemes that I use. So one of them is a website called Top Cashback, which so far I found to be the best because it has the most retailers on there that I actually use. So what I'll do if I wanna buy something from a specific store, I'll go on Top Cashback and I'll search that store to see if they have any deals on it, to see if I can get cashback on it. And most of the times when I've done that, cause I don't actually shop online a lot, I found that they do have it. So I would search the website, click through so that it will track my purchase so I can get my cashback. It does take a little while for you to actually get that cashback generated into your account. It does give you the option though with your cashback that you can transfer it to a bank account. I think you can also use it to get gift cards, but for me, I'm gonna use it to get cash. So at the moment, I'm just stacking up my cashback in that account. And what I wanna do maybe at the middle of the year or the end of the year is take that money out and add it to like a holiday or something fun that I wanna do. So cashback schemes can really be a great way to boost your savings, especially if the cashback schemes that you use allows you to get money. Cause that extra money that you get just from making purchases that you would normally do, <laughs> that you are planning to do, can actually help you to boost your savings as well, especially if money is quite tight right now, utilizing cashback schemes can be useful. Another scheme that I use is one called Airtime Rewards. Now, these ones I'm sharing are only available in the UK, so for those of you that are listening that are not in the UK, my apologies, but do your research in the countries that you live in, there may be schemes similar to these, so do your research and look into cashback as well. Also, sometimes your bank may do cashback because my bank does cashback for certain stores as well, which I've actually started utilizing a bit more. At the moment, I've only got 24p, <laughs> so not much, um, but... I am gonna start looking a little bit more so that I can utilize this feature to get some extra money back on my purchases. So as I was gonna say, another one that I use is called Airtime Rewards. Now this one doesn't allow you to transfer money into like a, a bank account, but how it works is that it links it to your mobile phone. So the cashback that it generates becomes a credit that you can use towards your phone bill. So for example, I think it was last year, at the beginning of last year, I didn't have to pay my full phone bill for two months because I've generated about 20 pounds worth of cashback and I can't remember what my phone bill was at that time, but there was a month that I had enough cashback actually. No, I didn't have 20 pounds. It was more, I had about 40 pounds worth of cashback. Transferred that to my phone, mobile phone contract and the first month I didn't have to pay my bill because it covered my whole bill. The second month I got some amount of money off, I can't remember what the amount was but it allows you to kind of reduce that. But now one of the good things is my phone contract is only 12 pound a month because I'm SIM only. So now when I start getting my, my airtime rewards and I have enough to credit to my account, I'm probably gonna have months where I don't have to pay anything. Like a few months ago, I paid two pound for my phone bill because I generated a 10 pound credit. So things like this can be really useful because the money that I don't have to spend on my phone bill, I could then save that 10 pound or I could spend it on something else that I would like for myself. So definitely look into cashback schemes, but the one thing I wanna urge you, especially if you are someone that is impulsive with your spending, is that don't just spend because there's cashback. Don't just spend because there's a deal. Utilize these schemes if you are actually intending on purchasing these things, because otherwise it really does defeat the purpose and you're not saving any money. You're actually just spending more money for the sake of it. Another tip that I'd share, and I think I've spoken about this in previous episodes as well, is using cash more and debit card less. Now, I know this one's a little bit tricky for a number of reasons. When you are carrying a lot of cash, it can be scary if you lose that money, if someone steals it, you lose your purse or whatever. Also, some stores don't even accept cash anymore. 
But what I would suggest is maybe for specific purchases, utilize cash. For purchases that you know you tend to overspend, so maybe going grocery shopping or even clothes shopping, for specific things, perhaps try using cash. Or just for maybe your weekly spending or your daily spending, you give yourself a specific amount of cash that you're gonna carry. So don't bring all your cash because you know if you lose it, that's gonna be a huge loss but perhaps trying a daily budget where you have of cash that you bring with you that you're gonna to use to spend. Now, the thing with cash is for most people, when they have cash, it actually helps them to spend better because you can physically see the money. You can physically see, if you've got a hundred pounds, you can see that hundred pounds. So when you're spending it, you go to one shop, you spend 20 pounds, you can then see, oh wow, okay, I only have 80 left. Whereas when you're spending on your card, you can't physically see the money you're spending. There's less of a pain in that purchase because you're just tapping. And as long as it goes through or you're putting in your pin, you're not really as conscious or aware of what you are actually spending. Whereas with cash, that money is tangible. You can see that money. You can feel that money. You can see it, you know, reducing in your wallet. So for some people, spending with cash I know for some people when they spend, you know, for avid budget as of those that they're trying to spend their money better, they'll use cash envelopes. So they'll have different envelopes for different things. So they'll have an envelope of cash that they keep for their groceries, that they keep for petrol or they keep for purchases for the house or the children, etc. And using that for them does help them because it separates the things that they're purchasing and they can also tangibly and visually see the money that they have. So if you are someone that you really, really find that whenever you spend with your card, you spend more than you intend to and it's just really difficult to curb your spending, perhaps try using cash a little bit more. But as I said, don't bring all your money out. Don't bring your whole salary out with you every single day. Set yourself a daily budget and bring that specific amount with you. So let's say you do lose the money. Hopefully you won't be very careful because you know you've got cash on you. It's not gonna be as big of a loss than if you carried all your life savings with you and you lose it. So perhaps try using cash a little bit more and debit card less. And how is that gonna save you money? Well, if you're actually spending within your limits, you're gonna be able to not go into your savings account and take that money back out that you saved. Another way of increasing your savings is being able to actually keep that money in the account you're saving in. Because each time you're going back in, you're just withdrawing that amount and what you're actually saving each month is less and less. So perhaps try that and see how that works. And if it works for you, then let me know. Another thing that I would suggest is review your current expenses. If you haven't already, we're still very much in the beginning of the year and you don't even need to wait for the beginning of the year or a new month to do this. From time to time, maybe every couple of months or every quarter, or every six months, whatever the case may be, set a calendar reminder for yourself because you know how we are, we will forget. But review your current expenses. Look through with a fine tooth comb the things that you're paying for, all the bills you have, all the standing orders, all the direct debits, all of those things that you're paying for, check through those things. I'll give you my own personal example. So I'd signed up for the Spotify free trial. And normally I am super good at saving in my calendar when to cancel. Now, I don't know what happened. I feel like someone set me up, guys, because I'm sure that I set the calendar reminder to cancel because I had no intentions of continuing past the, past the free trial date. But anyways, yesterday I then see this $9.99 payment 9.99 payment come out of my monzo and then when i check it's spotify and i felt so annoyed because i'm sure that i set a reminder but i don't think i actually saved it i think i i did it 
but I didn't click save because it's not in my diary. So that $9.99 is gone. <laughs> but I cancelled it. So next month they're not going to catch me again. But you can see, I mean, it's only $9.99. But these things make a difference. It's $9.99 that I had not budgeted for. That I was planning on just spending on things I wanted to. So again, so review your current expenses. The things you're actually paying for each month. And really assess whether you're utilising those services. Or whether you can actually get the same service or even better service for less money. And what you can then do with that extra savings that you get. Even if it's two or three pounds. Is just pop that into your savings account. Just let that little amount add up each month and it definitely will make a difference over time. So review your current expenses and just see if there's any expenses that you can reduce or change. If there's any things you're not actually utilising that you can cancel and save that extra money. Also, if you don't already do this, create or review your budget monthly. Planning is so important when it comes to spending our money. Making plans before you get paid of what you intend to spend in that month, how much you intend to spend in that month, what your priorities are, is really going to help you to have a clear idea of firstly how much money you have, what your budget actually is, what you can afford to spend, and it's gonna give you that clarity. So you're gonna have an awareness, okay, this month, these are my priorities, this is how much money I have, and it will allow you to have an awareness of where you are financially for that month. So create that habit of actually mapping out your budget each month. It's gonna help you hugely. But don't just create the plan, that's the first step. The second step is actually taking the time to review your spending regularly. So on a weekly basis or even daily if you can, but I'd suggest at least once a week reviewing your spending, reviewing how you're doing in line with your budget and, and being aware of how much money you have left each week so that you're not gonna get to a point where your money has run out and you're wondering, oh my gosh, what happened? So if you're reviewing your spending weekly on a regular basis or daily, whatever works for you, it's gonna help you to actually identify where you are. So if you don't already do that, this year is the perfect time to start building on that habit. And I wanna tell you that it's gonna take time. It's not gonna happen overnight. You, you might create the budget this month, Things might not always go according to your plan, but the, the most important thing is just to start. Don't already, before you start, start thinking, ah, oh, but I can't do it, I'm not good with money, there's no point, I've tried before. Maybe you've tried before, but perhaps the method you used was just not suitable for who you are. So, don't give up, don't write it off, but having a budget, having a spending plan is really gonna be such a game changer it really will, it's gonna make a huge difference. And though it may not seem that way, it really will help you to increase your savings because it's gonna help you to curb your habits, it's gonna help you to identify perhaps things that you need to focus on a bit more, identify weaknesses as well, things that maybe you're a little bit unrealistic with in your planning. So yeah, it's definitely gonna be useful. Something that's gonna be really important to help you to save more money is getting creative. Get creative, I can't stress that enough. There are ways outside of your day job or your day-to-day -day routine, maybe you're a student or a stay-at-home mom, or you don't have a job, you're not working right now, but get creative. There are ways outside of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis that can help you to generate some extra money. I'll give my husband as an example. He works full-time. He loves cats. We don't have a cat because, yeah, before we got married, I told him, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm not living with no cats, or So we don't have a cat. We don't have any pets. And he likes cats, so what did he do as a side hustle last month? 
he actually did cat scene. So he signed up to a website, he set his rate for the cat scene, and last month he made some extra money from that cat scene doing something that he likes. He likes cats and he got paid to feed the cat whilst the owners were on holiday. And they live very close to us, so he didn't have to spend any money to get there. He walked there, walked back, it was like a 10 minute walk from our house, and he made some extra money doing something that he actually enjoyed. So for him, that's gonna be an extra side hustle that he's gonna do to have some extra money. And that is what I mean by getting creative. Perhaps there's things that you like to do or there's things that you're passionate about or for you, it's not gonna be anything that's too time consuming because maybe you're strapped for time, you don't have a lot of extra time outside of your daily routine, but get creative, start thinking of things, start thinking of ideas, even things like something that I do, one of my side hustles is surveys. There's a website that I use that I do studies on from time to time. It's like research studies from different companies. I would say the name, but they are, <laughs> they're not accepting any new people at the moment. There's like a waiting list to join because it's so popular. And the one thing that I love with it is that once you've generated five pounds, you can transfer it to your PayPal. I've made about just over, I think maybe 500 or 600 pounds since I've used it. And I signed up in, not last year, 2022. I signed up the end of 2021. And it's something that I do from time to time when I have time, because some of the research studies you can do on your phone, sometimes you have to use your laptop. So even sometimes on my way home, I'll check if there's any studies available and I'll do them. Typically the studies can pay like one pound 50, some can pay 10 pounds. So it really varies based on the length of the study. And honestly, it's things that aren't even that hard. Sometimes it may be a game that they're testing out and they want you to trial the game or they're trying to, they're hypothesizing something based on a different demographic. So it's really cool things and I actually quite enjoy doing it. So that's one of my side hustles. And what I have done is that extra money I've made, I'll add it to my treat me amount for the month. Um, but what I plan to do going forward is I'm gonna add some of those to my savings pots as well as using it as extra money to spend. So it really just goes to show there are so many different things that we can do. Another thing that I do is marketing research studies as well. This one I actually started because near where I live, I found there were some ladies and they were trying to get people to test out. I think it was drinks maybe, I can't remember for a company. And I did it and then I got five pounds cash for my time. And this probably took about maybe six, seven minutes of my time, it was definitely 10 minutes or less. And I thought, wow, that's cool. And then they asked, you know, would you wanna sign up with the company? And what happens is, you know, when there are studies in your area, or there's online studies you can do as well. You can sign up and you can either get Amazon vouchers or you can get money. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so yeah, so that's an extra thing that I do. So we really just need to get creative sometimes. Not all side hustles are gonna require you to need to spend you know, hours on end doing it. You just have to get creative. Look at your skills and talent. That's one of the best places to start. What are you good at? What do you get paid to do at work? Maybe you're good at proofreading. Maybe you're good at grammar. Maybe you're good at looking after children. Maybe you've got friends or family members that might need a babysitter and you're already looking after your children. Maybe you can charge them you know, an affordable amount for both of you. And that can be some extra income that you're getting for doing something that you know, you would do out of love or doing something that you enjoy anyway. So really just get creative and think about ways outside of your day-to-day -day routine that can help you to generate some extra money. And look online. If you have the internet, well, if you're listening to me, you have internet. <laughs> but get creative. One thing that I really admire from my from my parents being immigrants is they got creative about ways to make money. 
there was a time my mom was working in a chicken and chip shop. Now she was a qualified dental nurse and that wasn't something that she wanted to do, but she needed to do that in order to make money to look after us. So I'm so grateful for the sacrifices she made. I don't know if my mom listened to my podcast, but if you're listening, mom, shout out to you. I love you and I appreciate you so much. But one thing we can learn from immigrants and one thing I've learned from not only my parents, but seeing other people's parents as well, is that they got creative, they did what they had to do. Many times they were managing multiple jobs, not because they wanted to, but really they just needed to do what they had to do to handle things and look after their families. Now I'm not saying you should get three jobs, (laughs) but what I am saying is getting creative, get creative. There's apps that pay you to play games. You know, you just gotta do the research, really just do your research, ensure that it's legitimate as well, look out for reviews, and give it a try and perhaps that's gonna be an extra way that you can generate some money that's gonna help you to increase your savings this year. What I'll also do is put in the show notes some sources which talk about spending with cash versus spending with a credit card. So if you wanna have a read of those studies, I'll put that in to the show notes. But one thing I wanna really encourage you on the topic of saving money and increasing your savings this year is firstly, the bread and butter, the foundation is gonna be having having and planning out your spending each month or each week. What I do for myself is I plan out my spending for the month, but I break it down by the weeks, especially for things like groceries, because I shop weekly for groceries. That's one of the things I'm typically each week I'll set a budget for. And I'll review what I spent the previous week, so I might need to tweak that budget, make it a little bit less, or perhaps sometimes I even increase it as well. So planning is gonna be really important. Getting organized is going to help you with how you manage your finances. Getting organized can actually save you money. Because sometimes when we leave things until the last minute, we end up having to spend more money than we intended to because we're strapped for time. So getting organized this year is gonna help. And as I said previously, it's a process. It's really just about building small habits that you can sustain and it will take time. It won't be overnight. But if you keep working on it, if you keep working on becoming better with your money, you're gonna get there. Trust me, you will. I didn't become good with money overnight. It took me time, especially with budgeting. That was one of the hardest things for me. And it's only really and truly over the last two and a half, three years that I've really been able to feel a lot more comfortable with it. So it does take time, I'm telling you. It's it's not an overnight thing. We have come towards the end of the episode. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. I wanted it to be short and sweet. And I hope that some of the things that I've shared have gotten you thinking about things you can do in your own life. That's gonna help you to boost your savings. That's gonna help you to make those savings goals that you set for yourselves a reality. Now, before I wrap up the episode, for those of you guys that live in London, I wanna announce something very exciting. So I'm gonna be having an event in, well, it's February tomorrow, so technically it's gonna be next month, as in March, that is, not not February. On the 4th of March, I'm gonna be having a Money Management Essentials workshop. This is gonna take place in London, it's gonna be in East London, it is going to take place at 3 p.m. It's gonna be a 90 minute interactive workshop. And there are gonna be limited tickets available due to the size of the venue, but more details, I'm gonna reveal them next week. And by then, hopefully everything will be set up in terms of being able to purchase your tickets. So if you live in London, save the date, 4th of March, we're meeting up. I would love to meet you guys, for those of you that live in London. And I I just can't wait to do this workshop. I've, over the last two years, I've done, you know, online workshops, but this is gonna be my first face-to-face and as nervous as I am, I'm excited. 
because I know that it's going to be something people have never experienced before. I've got lots of different ideas and ways that I want to make financial literacy palatable, um, easy to understand, fun, practical, realistic. But yeah, I can't wait and I, I'm, I'm just so excited. But anyways, that's enough about me. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. If you enjoyed this episode, then why not share it with a friend or family member or someone that maybe they're working on their savings goals and this episode might help them to do so. If you've liked the episode and you haven't already left a rating or a review, please do so. Honestly, it makes such a huge difference. Have a great rest of your week and I'll catch you in the next episode.